It's Jim, it's the 7th of July 2020 and it's the world of bonds. Proof today that there are no atheists in foxholes. Uh, the Ayn Rand Institute, the home of laissez-faire anti-federal government capitalism in the US, uh, took itself out a US federal PPP loan to cope with coronavirus. Elsewhere, the Nasdaq uh, soared to another record high. It's been a record high every day so far in July. And for those who enjoy technical analysis and uh, astrology, the Dow Jones closed above its 200-day moving average. In Bondland, 10-year treasuries at 67, the JGB at 4 basis points, gilts at 18, Bunds at minus 45, investment grade bonds 141, high yield 613. And in emerging markets, we're trading down uh, again at those kind of January, February spread levels for emerging market sovereign uh, bonds. So 174 basis points is the spread there. Now, ever since I've started in markets, there's always been a vocal minority that's claimed that inflation as published by governments is wrong and wrong generally in a way that understates inflation quite dramatically. Partly this is a kind of Venn diagram of people who believe that and believe lots of other conspiracy theories. Partly I think it's people who are gold bugs and you know desperately want the gold price that's been kind of depressed for a long time historically to rise again. And partly I think it's based on people's real day-to-day experience because I think that a lot of us think our inflation experience is based on the things that we buy most frequently. So if you buy a lettuce and a pint of beer and it feels like that's more expensive than it was last week, you'll kind of believe that all inflation has gone up, forgetting perhaps that uh, your car insurance may have gone down, that your iPhone 10 is 20 times as powerful as the iPhone 3 or whatever it may be, or that sofa prices have gone down because you don't buy them so, so often. Um, So, in fact, a lot of the academic research shows that inflation is probably overstated in many cases. The Boskin report, for instance, was one of those. But there is a a kind of career that people have made, shadow economics, shadow statistics, coming up with measures of inflation that show that things are higher. So a bit of a pinch of salt today, um, because people have been pointing out, as we have, that actually... Given COVID, inflation baskets are very different to what they are recorded as in the official statistics. So let's have a look at a couple of measures. US CPI, for instance, official share of food at home is 7.9% of your inflation basket. Transport is 15% of the inflation basket. If you recalculated that for what people are actually spending money on during lockdown, um, food at home obviously goes up a lot, so it's 10.1%, and transport goes down a lot to 9%. You know, we're not flying anywhere at the moment. If you're a low-income household, that effect is magnified, so your percentage of your your consumption basket that you're spending at food at home goes up from 7.9 to 12.6, and transport down from 15 to 6.8. So obviously food at home has inflated, transport has deflated over that period. So the official inflation figures, let's say um, we're talking 0.1% in May for uh, CPI. Well, if you adjust that basket for COVID, it's 1.2%. And if you adjust it for low-income COVID households, that's 1.5%. So there is something going on at the moment um, that until we return to, to normal, the inflation numbers that are published are likely to be Uh, representing a low inflation basket relative to reality. The other thing I want to talk about is UK and money supply. And I love a bit of economic history. And yesterday, Jeffries 
said that the UK is experiencing the strongest broad money supply growth. That's kind of M3, M4 type money, which includes not just notes and coins, but bank deposits and, and loans and so forth. Um, well, broad money supply growth in the UK is at its highest rate of growth since 1528. That's 500 years ago. Um, I tweeted that chart out from Jeffries yesterday and Paul Donovan, the UBS economist, suggested this was due to Henry VIII um, debasing the coinage in, in, in England uh, around that time, a couple of years earlier actually announced that he would be rebasing the coinage. Um, the economists Philip Coggan, um, economic Bartleby on uh, Twitter, suggests that Boris Johnson's model, um, is a model kind of uh, role model, is an FDR that he's been talking about, but really Henry VIII. Lots of wives, a breakup with Europe, and reliance on an all-powerful secret advisor. So uh, there you go. Another way of uh, thinking about long-term history, and I hope you have good days.